From the newsroom of Impact Alpha, I'm David Bank, and this is your Impact Briefing for Friday, August 27th. I'm filling in for our co-hosts, Monique Aiken and Brian Walsh, who are on a brief summer break. Today, I'm joined by Impact Alpha's Rudy Sinatis for a look at the response to that other international humanitarian crisis, the earthquake in Haiti. Hey, Rudy. Hey, David. Thanks for having me. And we'll hear from Sakina Yakubi, the founder of the Afghan Institute of Learning and this week's Agent of Impact. But first, here's what you need to know from the week in impact investing. There's a talent grab on for climate scientists from climate funds. Generation has one, so do Breakthrough Energy and Lower Carbon Capital. BlackRock hired a carbon scientist in May. As new climate tech funds raise billions, Amy Cortese says, investors should demand, show me your scientists. Among the big climate raises this week, Form Energy brought in $240 million for its long-duration batteries. Investors in Gresham House's $175 million forest fund in the UK will get repaid in carbon credits. And Apollo put $150 million into FlexGen, which helps manage the increasing flow of renewable energy on electric grids. Decentralized finance could disrupt the entertainment industry in a good way. New tech platforms are helping creators bypass the gatekeepers and build their art into a viable business. Artists are startups, says the head of Earbutter in Los Angeles. They're using blockchain to help musicians secure their finances and their intellectual property. And the costs of mass incarceration are becoming clear. On the Reconstruction podcast this week, Deanna Hoskins told Monique Aiken about the immense loss of talent from formerly incarcerated people. And Adesina Social Capital released a database of companies that exacerbate injustice by investing in private prison bonds, for example. Impact Alpha subscribers got these stories and more in the brief each morning this week. Welcome, Rudy, back to the podcast. Uh, you and I worked on a story this week for Impact Alpha on the rebuilding and the recovery and the relief efforts in Haiti after the earthquake uh, a, a couple of weeks ago. This one was really uh, pretty personal for you, yes? Yeah, this story was very personal for me, David. I mean, I, I was born in Haiti and I came here in November 2009, just two months before the uh, 2010 earthquake um, that devastated the capital, Port-au-Prince. Um, and, you know, this time it's in the south southwest, a few miles um, uh, west of Port-au-Prince, um, where I have some distant family members and I've been checking in with my grandmother who's been uh, keeping up with them and, and they're doing fine. I hope everybody's safe, but the devastation is pretty uh, widespread and the, the the earthquake was even bigger than the 2010 earthquake. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, back in the 2010 earthquake, um, you know, a lot of people died. And um, this time, uh, you know, the reports are saying that, uh, you know, the numbers are in the 2000s, but, um, you know, a survey that's, that's in the story uh, we did this week shows that, you know, it could be worse. The headline of the story you wrote, Rudy, was uh, "Can Investors Help Haiti Build Back Better This Time?" I mean, the the 2010 recovery was was fairly well botched, actually. And I know even a month before the earthquake, uh, the president of Haiti was assassinated, and, and the country was already in in something of a crisis before the earthquake. So, what are you seeing? You know, that could be you know kind of green shoots of of possibility uh, for the recovery. Yeah, the 2010 earthquake, uh, you know, response was a was a disaster, and and you know Haiti is still recovering from that, David. But I think um, what we're seeing now that could be different and impactful is is 
uh, the social enterprises that are that are uh, responding to this earthquake and are, are doing the work down there in, in, in Haiti um, and are deploying resources and, and you know, and their staff and employees to, to go out and, and help the Haitian people. One of the things that was kind of interesting to me, and maybe you can shed some light on it, is that um this this gang leader um, of, of I guess a, an alliance of gangs and and his code name uh, or his, his his street name is is barbecue and he agreed uh, or announced that the gangs had created a, an alliance and a truce and would would help um, uh, in the relief distribution so um, the gangs are turning out to be almost a kind of grassroots uh, distribution channel is that how should we think about that yeah I, I mean ever since I was little growing up in Haiti. It, you know, the gangs have always been popular. I think back in 2009, just before I left, there were two gangs that were very popular called um, Rock Fam and Barricade Crew. And so, you know, these gangs, uh, you know, they those are people that grew up in, in the same communities as, as, as you know, these people and are, are actually doing, you know, real work and, and helping the kids and helping them get to school and, and um, and so I think this is pretty amazing that they're, you know, actually working with, with you know, the, uh, the response teams that are going to um, the area that's most affected by this uh, earthquake. I think that's, that's going to make a, a, big, a big difference in how, how this recovery uh, um, goes. Well, it's interesting. You know, we, we we highlighted a couple of interesting things about Haiti. I mean, another another fact is that it's one of the countries that gets the most, and, and certainly the most as a percentage, I think, of its GDP remittances from from abroad. Um, you've got, as you said, this kind of almost grassroots, you know, gang kind of um, parallel government in a sense, possibly, um, or or parallel power structure at the, at, the, at, a, at the least. And then we also highlighted the social enterprises, many of which actually popped up. Um, you know, in in response, in part to the 2010 earthquake, and so they're building, you know, resilient buildings that are can withstand both earthquakes, but also hurricanes. You know, as you know, and then there are, and there's others that are doing water delivery, and then partners in health. Many people know um, uh, Dr. Paul Farmer um, has been in Haiti for a long time, and they've built a, a sort of again a parallel um, health system with some with hospitals that. Again, many of which are sort of legacies, good legacies of of, of twenty ten. As and uh, you think these social enterprises now can sort of you know show their stuff and 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 play a, a role in the recovery? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, you know a really big key is going to be gaining the trust of the people in these communities because you know when uh, you know Haitians when we think about foreign aid, um, <laughs> that's always been a disaster. And so there is this lack of trust between the people and, you know, foreign troops and um, and even and even the government, too. So I think, um, you know, a, a really big part of, of the response is going to be gaining uh, these people's trust. Haitians are very prideful. They're not just going to, you know, uh, um, you know, accept help immediately, even though they're going to through this disastrous event. Um, and so a big part of it is, is, is going to uh, for these social enterprises is going to be working in these communities to show the people that they're here to actually help and not, uh, how do I say this, not 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 come to Haiti and, and these communities to extract, you know, resources like <laughs> like uh, in many uh, situations uh, before. Extra extractive indeed, as, as as Haiti well knows over the over the years. So, it's interesting. Um, um, non-extractive building trust, I think, is good. Then the, the, there is this decentralized and almost bottom-up grassroots kind of uh, cast to it. I wonder whether there's even a playbook. I mean, these disasters 
in countries all over the world are not, you know, you think of them as sort of the, some, some kind of a um, surprise um, or unexpected um, event, but they're so regular around the world that kind of a playbook for a kind of um, more resilient disaster response might be something that um, agents of impact, if you will, would uh, uh, should, should, should get behind. Well, thank you, Rudy, for um, for joining us. Um, our regards and, and best wishes for all of your family and friends in, in Haiti. Um, and, and thanks for your work. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Finally, this week's agent of impact, Sakina Yakubi, CEO of the Afghan Institute of Learning, which operates health and education centers for girls and boys in Afghanistan. Sakina has been a rare public voice for Afghans this week, particularly women and children. For now, it seems her centers are open and her staff is safe. In a letter this week, she said women and girls are, quote, here, waiting, and willing to help. A decade from now, Yakubi hopes Afghans will look back at a time they came together. Quote, we put down the guns, we turned away from war, and we gave the children books. That we took this moment in time and created something far bigger than a shattered nation. Here's Sakina from a 2015 TED Talk titled, how I stopped the Taliban from shutting down my school. And I told myself, this is it. This time, we all were going to be killed. That's, there's no doubt in my mind. But still, the moment come and you take strength from whatever you believe and whatever you do. And I asked them, what can I do for you? You know what they said to me? They said, we know who you are. We know where are you going. Every day you go up north here and there, you train women, you teach them, and also you give them opportunity to have job. You build their skill. How about us? And that's going to do it for your Impact Briefing this week. More all day at impactalpha.com. Subscribe to get full access to the site and the daily brief. Podcast listeners get $100 off their first year subscription. Go to impactalpha.com slash subscribe and use the code briefing100. Thank you for listening. And thanks to our producer, Isaac Silk. I'm David Bank, editor and CEO of Impact Alpha, investment news for a sustainable edge. Until next time.